Yo, yo, episode 29 of the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Man, your boy is back, man. Your boy is back. The quarantine continues. But before I get to some shit this week, because this week I want to talk about, I want to speak a little bit about, about relationships. Now, oh, man, every single woman in the world loves to believe they have good pussy. Every single woman on this planet loves to believe my pussy's the best. I have bomb pussy. My pussy is so good. Any nigga is going to want me. But look, I'm here to let you know this week about 95. Now, this, again, this is my opinion. I believe that 95% of women have the same pussy. It feels the same. 95% of women. Look, bitch, your pussy feels the same. Look, I don't, I don't care what a nigga tell you. Oh, bitch, this, this the best pussy. I, I, no, it's not the best pussy the nigga ever had. When you are horny, look, ladies, y'all know this. When you are horny, you say anything. When you are, when you are in your zone, you say anything. I mean, there's times during sex where I promise to buy a bitch a house, and the bitch is still living in a fucking studio apartment. Like when you are horny. When you are in your zone, you say anything. Ladies, y'all know this. How many times you've been so horny, you've been having sex, and you, and you tell the nigga some, some shit you never gonna do? Ooh, nigga, I'm gonna cook you breakfast. No, you ain't. You're gonna get a nigga a Pop-Tart and tell the nigga, get your ass out the house. But before I get to that, man, I'm gonna play a smooth song by my man Marvin Dark. Marvin Dark is a talented songwriter, R&B singer, vocalist. This guy, again, his name is Marvin Dark. That is Dark, opposite of light, D-A-R-K. He released a song last year called To You. This is Marvin Dark. This shit's smooth, too. Again, Marvin Dark, To You, episode 29. I get to you. Ladies, that's all we need is a freak in the morning and a freak in the evening. Anything else we say is a lie. Shimmy, shimmy, cook away. The neighbors hear the sound. Light it up, take a bub. 
pass it to me now yeah. I get to you oh, I get to And that is Marvin Dark with To You. Now, oh man, as most of y'all know, I'm in Atlanta. Now, it is just breaking news now that the governor, Governor Kemp, has just decided to lift the statewide shelter in place. What that means is that y'all, y'all motherfuckers can go anywhere now. Y'all can go anywhere y'all fucking want, man. I don't know what's up with this motherfucker. Every day I check the um, coronavirus stats. And they keep going up and up. Now, everybody is warning the governor. Look, look, um, I know right now you're worried about the economy, but if you lift the um the quarantine, the stay-at-home orders too soon, you are gonna set everybody up for a second outbreak, which will be bigger <laughs> than the first. Now in California, I just seen they had opened up the beaches, and last night they decided, I believe they are going to close the beaches again. Because they opened up the beaches. Now, they said you can go to the beach, you know, to relax, to work out, to enjoy some leisure activity. But what happened is the news went out there. They had people on the beach in their towels, like, I mean, huddled up. People's towels is touching. Like, I don't understand. Go to the beach, use, practice social distancing, and sit six feet apart or not, if not more. Motherfuckers at the beach... Huddled up like a damn school assembly. Go to the beach and space it out. And now because y'all motherfuckers ain't listen, the beach is closed again in California. But again, this is episode 29. I'm trying to see what I want to call this episode, man. I want to talk about vagina this episode. Like I said in the intro, I want to speak about the ladies who think they got bomb pussy. Do you really got bomb pussy or have your or has your mind been swindled by a nigga that's horny? Because, again, when a nigga is horny, we say anything. Every female in the world has bomb pussy when a nigga is horny. So we're going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I want to get a female on the line. But sometimes motherfuckers is busy. But I know they lying because right now, well, never mind. A lot of a lot of women I know are essential workers who are at the front line. So I want to give a shout out to y'all. But when I call y'all, pick up the fucking phone, man. We're gonna take a quick, quick little break, motherfucker. This is the lunchroom chatter podcast. Your man John A. Schultz. Follow the podcast page on Instagram. That is Lunchroom Chatter Pod. And again, let your friends know to check out the podcast. If you can share my shit on Instagram. Facebook, Black Planet, wherever the fuck you go for your social media needs, Snapchat, share the podcast, let them know, yo, Lunchroom Tether Podcast is dope, tune in, check it out, it's free, man, it's free to share, it's free to let your friends know, I'll be back, motherfucker.
Welcome to Good Pussy Paradise Or shall I say What every woman Would love to believe they have Now like I said my question is What makes a woman's Pussy good Because like I said I believe that every single woman has the same Pussy now this is not me Undermining or speaking down on a woman's vagina Because y'all know how people say Like if a man speaks on anything from a female You you a bitch, you speaking down I'm not speaking down on a woman So look, I need y'all to um Instagram me at NYC underscore story 718 Or lunchroom chatapod on Instagram And let me know what makes a woman's pussy good Because like I said um, I mean I understand that like there are certain vaginas that may get wetter than the than the next vagina. Now, those of you bitches who got dry pussy, I mean, God bless y'all. Like no nigga in the world want to fuck some dry pussy. Dry pussy is the worst. And now, women say women who have dry pussy love to say, you know, well, it's your fault. You ain't making me wet enough. Look, bitch, the last ten niggas you fucked done let me know your pussy is dry. So it's not my fault. Ask the last 10 niggas you fucked. Your shit is dry. But again, now, I feel like good pussy is a combination of everything. So, for example, of course, vagina wetness is a huge part of having good pussy. But I feel like the way you give head is also indicative of of how good your pussy is. How you kiss. How you may ride your man or whoever you fucking like the extracurriculars play a huge part in having good pussy. Also, how your pussy smell. Like people overlook so much like vagina smell. Like vagina smell is huge. Like you could be the best look like for example, you could be Rihanna. But if you take your panties off and like fucking fish flies out your panties and now the whole fucking bedroom smell like fish aroma. Like that is not indicative of good pussy No matter how good you look And that is why I say Again this is my opinion I understand I am a man This is my opinion Now I wish um, I could have called somebody up But these episodes are not taped in one day The way it may seem When I upload it to Apple Podcasts, Spotify Like these Like I have a busy life sometimes You know I work, I have a son I write, I do a lot of other shit So where it's like, when these episodes come out They may be taped over the span of a week So when I tape segment one I might have into my mind I'm going to call somebody But then when I, I, you know, start taping other segments Those people might be busy That's why I'm telling you guys right now DM me, please On Lunchroom, Chatterpod on Instagram Or NYC Underscore stories 718 Because I want to know Like I love getting A woman's perspective Like let me know Like in your opinion What makes a pussy good Because like I said In my opinion It's a combination of everything Like you can have a pussy That smell good A pussy that looks great But if you can't kiss If you're kind of fucking lazy during sex You on top You riding this dick But you just You on your phone looking at Oh yeah baby I'm watching the IG live battle Erica versus Jill Scott bitch Get the fuck off my dick bitch That's why I said Like you gotta be in the moment You gotta be You gotta become one With the dick When you fucking Like that Combined with With like everything else 
it makes your pussy good. But um, <sighs> jumping to some other shit, man. I posted um, I believe a couple days ago on Instagram about pole dancing. Is pole dancing with your three-year-old daughter and having her sit on your ass while you are upside down on a pole? Is that a form of bonding or good parenting? Because when I posted that video. Right. Damn, I wish y'all could see this shit because I could play the video right now. But me playing the video is not going to give y'all a fucking video depiction of it. Now, again, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you guys probably have seen the video I posted. And I got a lot of um, responses to that video. You know, I I would say about 90 percent said it was bad parenting in regards to a woman having a pole and practicing, you know, I don't want to say stripping, but, you know, she's on the pole spinning around. She's upside down. You know, her daughter slid down the pole. Her daughter looked like she was about three years old. She came from the top of the pole, slid down, sat on her ass, and they spun around and shit. And to me, that's a form of bad parenting. Now, I understand. But first, let me rewind. About 10% of women said that. I guess I am sexualizing a child that a mom pole dancing with her three-year-old daughter. That is a form of bonding. How dare you speak about a woman bonding with her child? That is a mom who is bonding and becoming one with her child. How dare you speak about her like that? That's what the fuck she told me. A couple of women said that. One woman said... I seen the video. I said, oh, that's so sweet. Now, I understand. Again, I am not speaking about the child because the child is innocent. Like the child can see her mom spinning on a pole. And because she is three or four years old, she has an innocent mind. So she just sees it as, oh, we're spinning. We're having fun. This is something that me and mommy are doing. But when I say think deeper, I'm speaking about. For example, if you go to the park with your child or just in general and you see a girl that's about five to six years old sliding down the sliding board and she gets up on the pole and goes upside down and spins around and her ass is out and shit and she's five to six years old. Now, do I think she knows what she's doing in relation to an adult perspective such as stripping? No. But how would how would you feel? Those of y'all that agree, because a lot of y'all listen to this podcast. Like, how would you feel if you have a daughter and the same girl, you know, so be it, in her innocent mind, normalizes the pole to such activities? Again, when she is upside down on the pole, she is not doing it in a form of stripping because her mind is not yet at that level because she is young. But if that girl taught your daughter for example, say your daughter's name was Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca, come in. You know, this This is what me and my mom did. And now she's teaching your daughter, like, at the park to get on a pole, go upside down. Those of y'all who are saying it is okay, would you let your daughter do that in the park? My answer is, it is, it is a 100% chance you will go over there and snatch your fucking daughter off that pole. This is my opinion. I don't believe that 
even the ones who are saying, oh, I said, oh, when I seen the video, I don't believe that you would let your daughter go to a park and go upside down and slide down a pole over and over and over again and be okay with that and take a fucking video and say, oh, look at my, my daughter. We bonded. Y'all not going to say that shit. Because again, like outside you got pedophiles, like you got people to where, yes, it in your mind, you may want it to seem innocent, but this is not fucking Moana or Finding Nemo or Frozen. This is America. This is a world with real life issues, the world where shit happens. This shit fucking happens, man. So like, let's keep it 100, man. A lot of y'all saying, y'all, it's innocent. I said, oh, I don't get... Y'all fucking lying, man. But uh, let's get into some more shit. New York City closed their subways for the first time in over a 100 years. Now, those of y'all who listen to the podcast from, from the beginning, y'all know I'm from the Bronx, New York. I was born and raised. Now, New York City has never closed their fucking subway system. But the fact that they closed their subway system now because of the whole coronavirus situation, but they had um, situations now where I mean, this was going on my whole fucking time up there where you have homeless men who sleep on the trains. Now, I'm not speaking down on homeless men because we don't know, you know, how these men or women, even kids, got to be in these situations. But one of the worst things to me when I was in New York City growing up my whole life was getting on a train and that train was full of homeless people. Now, Like, I'm not saying it was bad because of status and because I looked down upon them. But when you get on the train and it's like fucking four homeless people on the train, the train fucking stinks. Sometimes it'd be shit in the corner. It'd be fucking piss in the corner. And the fact that it took these motherfuckers over 100 years to say, you know what? From 1 a.m. to 5 p.m. Well, from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m., we going to close the subway. We're going to clean all the trains. The fact it took a fucking health situation for these niggas to finally close the shit. I mean, I guess they say better late than never. But one thing I feel like is never going to change is black men who are gunned down at the hands of law enforcement or white supremacy. Now, man, I have a case coming up I'm going to speak about. The death of Ahmaud Arbery. Now, this happened in Brunswick, Georgia. Those of y'all know I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm always jogging, so that's where it kind of hit home for me. It bothered me in general, the fact that it was another black man killed who should be alive. But the fact that I jog four times a week, and people have always asked me, John, you live in a cool neighborhood. Why don't you jog in your neighborhood? Like, the reason why every time I go for a run, I work out, or I jog, I find, like, nature parks, or I go to the woods to where I can work out and kind of be alone. Because I don't feel comfortable jogging in my neighborhood because there are many Caucasians. There are many white people. Now, I am not someone who hates white people. White people, I don't hate y'all. But, like, I just, I look at a lot of things... And, like, I make decisions based off of how I feel. Because even when I work out in, like, nature parks or fucking the woods, like, I always go and I vet it out. 
And when I say that, I say that because, for example, if I if, like if I find a nature park, I go to the nature park, I sit in my car in the parking lot, I look at everybody else, I see who comes. I like to make sure it's a great diversity of, you know, race. I like to see, you know, blacks, Hispanics, white people just like because like that makes me comfortable. That lets me know, OK, the white people that are here, they are used to seeing people. You know, minorities, they are used to seeing blacks. They are used to seeing Mexicans, Hispanics to where they are sort of comfortable. Now, there are parks I've been to where. You know, I kind of go and scope it out and I see all white people and I leave. I don't leave because I'm racist. I leave because I don't feel comfortable in that setting because I'm there. I'm jogging. I'm minding my business. But they see a black man jogging. You know, sometimes in the morning time, it'd be cold. You know, right now it's the fucking Arctic blast everywhere and shit. You, you know, so even though it's May in the morning time, it'd be cold. So if I'm jogging outside and I'm. You know, I might have my hood on. Like, I don't want to be black jogging up, jogging up on, the, on like a white couple. And yes, I'm jogging. I'm doing an innocent, you know, in fucking innocent action. I'm jogging. You know, I'm got my Apple Watch on. I'm chilling, headphones in. But they see a black man jogging towards them with a hood on. And because they see fucking news stories or like they may have watched Boys in the Hood twice. They may assume, damn, this black motherfucker's coming to to cause harm on me. And you know, Georgia, like down down here in the South, it's a lot of racist motherfuckers down here, man. It's racist people everywhere. But like white supremacy is kind of applauded down here in the South. So I'm gonna speak about that next. Speak about the death of Ahmad Arbery and the fact that it seems as if we are just running in circles. Like no matter how I mean, it's not really, it hasn't really been much improvement in regards to how blacks are treated. It's kind of the same as like the stories my grandma used to tell me back in the 1940s and 1950s. But people love to believe that black people have came so far because of Jay-Z, because of, you know, all these fucking black entertainers. But if you take away Jay-Z's money, White people are going to see Jay-Z as just another nigga. So I'll be back. This is episode 29 of the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. There is growing outrage after a black man was shot as he was out jogging in South Georgia. There is video that shows two white men confronting Ahmad Arbery. And that video has led to protests in this case. That shooting was about two months ago, and there's still been no arrests. Tonight, we're hearing from Governor Brian Kemp directly about it. Earlier this week, I watched the video depicting Mr. Arbery's last... Shut the fuck up, Brian Kemp. Now, you know... As we all know right now, you know, the um the two men who are involved in that situation, they have been arrested at this point. They have been arrested and charged with the murder, I believe. Now, I see a lot of people, as always, applauding the arrest of the men. I mean, of course we should applaud the arrest, but the fact it took two fucking months for the arrest to even happen. And now, two of the people who are involved in the case, they said that on the day of the incident, but let me let me say right now, we all know that one of the men who involved who was involved, he is law, he is former law enforcement. So he knows a lot of people in that county. Now, 
Because some some cops came out and said on the day of the incident, we had enough evidence and information to arrest these two men on the spot. But the DA who knows McMichael, who was one of the people who killed Mr. Ahmad, she knows him and she told the police, she told the police not to arrest him because that is a good man. She knows him. That is her friend. And that, and like, this is what pisses me off when people make it seem specifically white people. Again, I do not hate white people, but the fact that people make it seem as if we have come so far, we have not. We have not like, you know, back in the day, back in like the fifties, the sixties, even going back to slavery, like racism, white supremacy, it was more on the forefront. It was out. You know, you had the KKK who were proud. They were out. But now everything is done in secrecy or in private to where it still exists. But like it's not 100 percent cool to walk outside and, you know, and wear your like your racism on your chest because now you can lose your job. Like there are there are ways in which you are affected that can trickle down to your family, to your well-being, even to your own livelihood. But just picture this for a second. Me being a black man, like I said, I jog about three, four times a week. If on one of my jogs I decided, you know what? This white woman looked like she's up to no good. This white woman looked like she knocked the plant over or she stole from fucking Whole Foods. If I decide to approach that white woman and kill that white woman, do you guys believe it would take two months for me to be arrested? Y'all don't got to think about it because the answer is hell fucking no. I'll be arrested the same fucking day. I know that and you guys know that. There's no way I'm going to kill a white woman, a white man, and I'm allowed to be free for 60 days. And someone also said, you know, um, the justice system is moving kind of slow because of the coronavirus situation. Get the fuck out of my face with that bullshit, man. If I kill somebody white, even somebody black, I'm not going to be allowed to be free for 60 days. And the only reason these two men were arrested is because of the huge public outcry. If they could have swept that shit under the fucking rug, then men would have never been fucking charged. But the public outcry got too big to where they could not avoid it anymore. And then when the video came out, that pretty much shot down everything that they said. Because the men said, you know, he was running fast. He was hauling ass. And then he confronted us and we had to shoot back. Look, I'm going to tell you why that's bullshit. And why I hate the whole fucking stand your ground shit. Like, how the fuck are you going to stand your ground when you are the person who chased someone? You are the person who followed someone. So the person who should be standing their ground should be Mr. Ahmad Arbery. He is the one jogging. He is the guy you followed. Like, the situation would have never happened had you not chose to follow him. 
So you follow this man. You confront this man. And this man doesn't have, he doesn't have the right to defend himself. And someone also said, some fucking idiot on TV, you know, if the white men confronted him or wanted to speak to him, why didn't he just stop? This is a black man in the South approached by two white men in a pickup truck. Why the fuck should he stop? He has done nothing wrong. The video has already poked holes in all their fucking stories. And now <laughs> fucking make Michael tried to say, you know, we had a recent string of break-ins recently. And I was just checking to make sure, you know, there was nothing done. But again, law enforcement said at the time of his killing, there were no reports of any recent break-ins of any recent break-ins. So that right there was the guy trying to spin a story out the fucking dirt or pull a fucking rabbit out his ass to save himself because he knew I'm former law enforcement. I get to do whatever the fuck I want. And the fact that the DA actually fixed her fucking mouth to say, you know what? I know him. He's a good man. Let it go. Like, that's what pisses me off, man. And I, I kind of, like I said, I understand every cop is not bad. Every um, law enforcement person does not have bad intentions, but it's shit like that that gives that gives the fucking whole profession a bad name. And it hurts because I feel as if, like, I have no hope for this shit. I don't have no hope. If that was me, I'll be serving life in prison, probably the fucking death pen. I'll be on death row. But the fact that he is former law enforcement and the fact that, you know, they, they know him. They have a history with him now. They have already already recused themselves from the case. They're trying to get the case moved to a different county that is non-biased. But all law enforcement, they stick together. So you can move the case to fucking Hawaii. Like law enforcement, it's like a pact. It's like a, a brotherhood, a sisterhood to where if you go against someone in law enforcement, this goes for cops, judges. Like you are sort of seen as, oh, he don't got our back. So then your career, which may have been on the rise, is no longer on the rise because you went against the people you are supposed to lock arms with. So I have no hope for this shit, man. Like they said with the fucking, even going back to Trayvon Martin with the stand your ground law. Like how the fuck is George Zimmerman standing his ground when he is the person who chased someone? Like if someone is walking not bothering you and you chase them, you follow them and you confront them. Shouldn't the person who was allowed to stand their ground be the person who was chased? I don't understand this shit. But like I said, of course I'm going to do an update on a future episode because I'm just like, I really want to see how this shit plays out. I do. And then, you know, with today being Mother's Day, look, first of all, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers who go above and beyond, to all the mothers who, you know, who just embrace motherhood and the sacrifices and everything that comes with it. So just thank you guys and also happy Mother's Day to my mother, Louise. 
Happy Mother's Day, man. But the fact that Ahmad Arbery's mother, and again, this case happened over two months ago, but I'm sure the pain does not get any less as time passes. The fact that this man, this man is gone, man. And like, it's always sad when like people, people die like that. When like, it should not have even happened. It should not have happened, man. And it's sad, you know, it's just, it kind of make me kind of feel better about staying to myself in a certain kind of way. You know, again, with the podcast, with certain things in life, I have tried to be more open because I'm normally introverted. You know, I'm very opinionated. I'm not shy, but I keep to myself because I know how the world is. I know where I live at. And like, I know how black people, like we don't have, like we don't get the, like a fair shake of the world the way others may have or the way others may get. And that's where I said on Instagram, where I respect the fact that like, I love when I see white people understand that white privilege exists. It is real. It is not some made up fiction of our fucking imagination. It's not. This shit is real, man. But I want to end this podcast off by playing a song by Avalon Young. Now, this woman, she's fucking dope, man. I remember when I first heard this shit, I think I, I was playing a song and I had my son in the car with me. This was like my son, he was young. He was like, what, two, three years old. And he was jamming. He was bouncing. I was like, shit, if my son could jam to this shit, she nice. She got it. Now, she was on American Idol back in the day. Some of y'all might remember her. Her name is Avalon Young. So I'm going to play a song from her, her last project. This project came out in 2019. It's an EP. It's called Super Bloom. This song is called Overflow.
with you forever Like a movie that remains and gets better And you know that I never say never But you know I never thought I'd find somebody better And you I was a Again, this is Avalon Young with Overflow. This is off her Super Bloom EP. Avalon Young, find her on Apple's, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Music, Amazon Music, YouTube. Avalon Young, this is Overflow. Love you guys. Stay safe.